Hello, and welcome to another edition of Cybersecurity Chronicles. I'm joined uh, today by Stanley Lee and Sean Mahoney of NetSwitch. Hello, gentlemen. Hey, hey James. James. Good to be back. So we have a, an unusual topic today uh, that we're going to be talking about. So the title is Transforming Risk Management and Compliance, Harnessing the Power of RegTech. So <laughs> let's start with defining some terms. So Sean Stanley, what exactly is RegTech? RegTech is just is a new acronym because the IT industry and cybersecurity would not know what to do with themselves if they didn't create acronyms. Uh, but it's regulatory technology. And people are familiar with the term fintech, which was finance technology. And uh, regtech is a, a new way of bringing some regulatory compliance tools to the marketplace using technology and automation. Now, I think Stanley may have a better definition of exactly what that is. So, Stanley, why don't you take a shot at it? Well, as the yeah, well, it, it, it's a great thing. I mean, we, you know, it, it well, the the good part is, like you said, you know, we're always changing the terminology, the acronyms, and things like that. But definitely, it ties in as a subset of fintech um, because now there's a reg tech, regulatory technology. There's a sup tech, supervisory technology. And we are still trying to, even the banking sector is still playing around with these two terms. But what it really trying to do is to, it's referring to a specific focus on the technology that can facilitate more effective or more efficiently on the regulatory compliance and risk management by the financial companies. So that's one of the definition being thrown out there. And the interesting part, of course, we started talking about enterprise risk management. At one point, we saying that the risk manager is going to be eventually taking over all the technology management, that type of things. So, you know, this is kind of like um, a, a great discussion for our audience to give their feedback to us and educate us and what they know. And because we, we, you know, we see that coming and we prepare for it by how do we prepare for it? We we have put together the compliance risk assessments for the company, um, such as you know the, the small company to meet the CMMC to be this uh, for the maturity model to meet the DOD requirements, and this is and of course that you know the PCI DSS, the HIPPERS, a lot of SME companies have no resource to try to understand all those regulatory that they needed to comply in order to, to continue their business. And then of course, on the other side, on the technical guys that, you know, it's, a, it's something that they never um, crossed that line. It was not necessary. And they have, you know, right now dealing with the cybersecurity on top of their techno, you know, the IT operation, it's already a lot for them to handle. And what we are trying to do is bringing the visibility for both sides in the centralized dashboard environment to basically try to make it a, like a matchmaker between the two. You know, when we were talking about this the other day, it was I just saw the application that we're seeing so many more companies or industries that are having to meet some sort of compliance to some sort of standard. You have industries like banking that's had regulatory requirements for decades. So they ha they're used to having to report 
on their compliance to some regulatory agency. And so many of the businesses now in different industries are having to do some sort of at least tracking of what they're doing. Uh, that I just saw the application to this RegTech across so many different industries other than just fintech or banking. And so, you know, it really comes down to the small, mid-sized businesses. That Stanley, you were just saying, if you have people that are having to understand what they have to meet, how do they do it and run their business the way they need to be running it? So where do you, where do you see this going with the automation? Yeah, and remember we started this process 15 years ago when Saab and Oxley Act starting mm-hmm. to come on board. And also, and I talked to some of the larger companies, huge com- utility companies that in the IT department, you know, they have similar type of problem. They have vulnerability that cannot fix fast enough to satisfy the mm-hmm. auditors. At the end of the day, and the risk and the compliance, you know, and they, they need to be satisfied, the auditor. So as I said, that the process started for us is 15 years ago, using a lot of Excel spreadsheets and tracking all those vulnerabilities and one by one and try to meet them with the technical uh, controls or the requirements on the technical side. And of course, 15 years ago, it was okay to manage it by Excel yeah. spreadsheet <laughs> because it might be just one. But now, you know, if you're operating in California, you have, you know, HIPAA compliance. You not only have to satisfy the HIPAA compliance, you also have to satisfy the California Privacy Act. So, and if you are serving the DOD on top of that, then you have to satisfy the CMMC. So all of a sudden you might need to have three or four compliance that you have to manage their risk accordingly. But and then you have the technical side that, of course, you know, just a window 10 environment, there are over 350 controls within the window 10 environment on one desktop. And if you have 100 of them, well, good luck how you're managing on an Excel spreadsheet. So that, you know, and then also I talked to a customers, they have over 40 spreadsheets because they have multiple sites. They have 22 sites across the world. They have over 40 spreadsheets just to manage all those vulnerabilities. What has been done? What needs to match the compliance regulatory issues? What has? What are the new ones adding on the base site? So I mean, on each site. So it, it, it that alone, it's already make the whole reg tag a lot more complex. Yeah. So. You know, when I was talking to the the utility company, the IT manager, and basically he's the uh, um, integration team architecture manager. And he has to look at across about 50 application on, you know, along with that. So there's over 300 vulnerabilities almost on the, on the average that he has to manage. And the auditor, would not understand the magnitude and they don't care simply they don't care the internal auditor every day they would just go to him and just ask have you completed that have you done that or not and and that triggers down to how he communicate to his team is well you know what you're doing on a daily basis satisfying those vulnerability are you actually satisfying the compliance 
or the risk issue. And for the tech guys or the developer, they have no clue what he's talking about. So he told me if he misses a meeting, then basically the auditor will come down and you know to his throat and say, well, your team did not meet that. And then he goes to his team and try to find out his what's going on. He said, well, you guys have done the work, but you just didn't communicate it correctly mm. to the auditor. And that's what we're saying that our centralized dashboard environment, um, what we are working on is to try to provide that visibility between the two department or the functions at this point. And that ties it up into the whole reg tag or supervisory tag in that uh, in that context. So I know you're not a professional in reg tech, Stanley, but if I'm a small mid-sized business and I want to use, I want to understand reg tech and how it applies to me, is it, is it evaluating my security controls on my technical settings or is it monitoring other aspects of what I need to do to comply? Well, first of all, I, you know, you're right. I'm not a professional in rich tech because I'm still learning <laughs> as we speak. It's just that because of 15 years ago, we saw this similar type of problem when we start helping with pharmaceutical company to meet the SOX requirement. We see this complexity and we see that the auditor, how they operate, it's a basically to them, it's a yes and no. And we even have stretched our commitment to our client. Well, we'll fix those technology controls for you because we have that time gap that we can actually fix it, but we don't want to come out and say flat out and say we'll guarantee it because it's a lot to do with subject of interpretation between the auditors and the actual technical controls. But you know, nine out of 10 times, 99% of the time, by the time that we sort out the communication layer, we, we actually have those technical controls already in place, or we just need to add another module or another technology solution to make it 100%. But sometimes the auditor, how they come out, they will say, well, you got to do a penetration test. That's all they need to do. You know, what we refer as functional controls number 20, penetration test. But as we have talked about it, you know, we identified there are six different type of penetration tests. Ah, it's you as the technology control guys have to decide what type of penetration test, mm -hmm. right? Because you know, they're going to come back and say, well, you should know what type of penetration test you should be operating in your environment. It's not the auditor's job to tell you, the techie guys, what to do. So I can only come up and say, well, I'll, we are the techie guy. Here are the six different type of pen tests that we can conduct. And they say, well, you go figure it out. And then that's the part of the communication using our ATA tool to try, well, the risk management tool. I don't want to use another. <laughs> Interesting. So uh, maybe there's something we come back to as we do some more research and learning on what RegTech is and how it applies to the SMBs. Um, but I think it's fascinating. I think it's a great advancement technologically that we're capable of doing this and be able to report it the technical to a non-technical audience in a way that they understand. And because so much of the executives have are concerned about that, that risk management 
not just that it's regulatory compliance, but there's some sort of risk management involved to mitigate the risk. And this puts it into terms that they can understand when they're non-technical. Right. When I was summarizing this whole conversation with the utility IT company, you know, with the IT manager, the architect, and basically he said, well, it brings visibility. It brings, it opens up communications. And finally, then there is collaboration. So it's the visibility, communications and collaborations. It becomes provide a, 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 a much more streamlined process to try to satisfy both side of the complexity, which. Yeah, I think it's a common <laughs> language between the two sides that never really seem to understand each other. So yeah, basically Excel spreadsheet doesn't, doesn't do that job anymore. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I love to hear the feedback, you know, please send me the LinkedIn and, you know, educate me in this subject and educate us in yeah. this subject you know, through our LinkedIn and connect us on the podcast. And we would love to invite you to be on our podcast to speak with more knowledge about this subject as well. So yeah, absolutely. Contact us, please. Fantastic. Well, a great discussion. Thanks both gentlemen. Any final thoughts before we wrap up this episode? If you want to know more about NetSwitch, visit us at netswitch.net, N-E-T-S-W-I-T-C-H.net. Talk to you guys next week. Bye. Thanks, 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 Natalie. Thank you. Bye.